Welcome to Rick for Dirt, the podcast recorded as the adventure happens. I'm Frank. And I'm Ollie. And we are out here in the beautiful local mountains, the San Bernardino Mountains, um, which is pretty close to us. Is this considered Big Bear? Um, no, but that's actually... Actually, I'm not even going to say no, yes, you know, because I really don't know. But it's huh. a good point to introduce. Who Did you can, guys hear that? Say. Wait, can I, can I just point that out, that Frank, for once, in the last three and a half years that we've been doing this, just said... He doesn't know something. <laughs> Holy shit. I do have limitations. Oh, by the way, is that not the gnarliest looking cloud you ever seen? Oh, it's got, must- it's got a mustache. It's got a mustache. So, yeah, we'll get a picture of that for yeah. sure. So, um, the person who can talk to us about all of this is sitting right next to us. Um, introduce yourself for those that are listening to this episode. Well, thank you for having me. My name is Travis Mason. I'm a recreation officer on the Front Country Ranger District here on the San Bernardino National Forest. Welcome, welcome, and um, I guess you're like like Ollie said. Uh, where are we? Set the set the location for us. No problem. So we're off of Forest Service Road One in 05 in the San Bernardino Mountains. We're south of Big Bear, maybe about fifteen air miles or so. We're off of Highway. Oh, so we're a pretty good clip. We need to Big explain Bear. what that air miles thing means. Oh, a lot yeah. of people don't get it. Yep, absolutely. No problem. So air miles, uh, you know, it's the direct flight between where we are so, and. Big Bear Lake. Commonly as the crow flies. As the crow flies. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Like a straight line from one point to the other. But you guys have to understand elevation, winding, winding yeah. roads. Nothing is that. a straight line here, right? Oh, man. You're, you're doing like <laughs> Well, we don't like times. straight lines, right? Right. <laughs> right. It's, rock, it might be the crooked. fastest way to one point, but it's not the funnest. Exactly. <laughs> Everybody's a little crooked. Everybody. <laughs> so do you know what we just saw? Like, what, is, there, is there a name for that stuff? Yeah, uh, no, I don't know the name. Yes, I know there is a name. Okay, <laughs> that's not, but it's super cool. That's not part of your certification course. No, no, cloud certification. <laughs> I that's do a know cumulus, that. Uh, cloud right, over there. Right, cumulus nimbus with a really nice strata. <laughs> right. So those clouds that look like a mustache—that that's a combination of the wind, the air temperature, and the cloud moisture that forms all those really cool things. And I'm sure there's a scientific name. It just looks right. cool. Yeah, there's there's a lot to know out it's here. It's got for whiskers, sure, right? There's so much to know. It's almost impossible to even know most of it. I mean, the clouds. It. The clouds, like to set the the scene, the clouds are these billowy, puffy. Not all of them have mustaches. Um, they're, they're they're cotton candy clouds. They're like, Simpsons clouds. Yeah, Simpsons, dude. Good good description because they're just they're so picturesque, and it's because we have a storm coming in. There's a storm front coming in, so. I think that's why we're we're seeing a lot of this tomorrow. Weather. I think is the big show, right? Mm-hmm. Is what they're planning. Yeah, uh, <laughs> they're <we're> ex- <laughs> I did it just for you guys. <laughs> no, it's is the it catered. Uh, <laughs> catered <shit. laughs> it's the monsoonal flow that we have from the low desert. So to the uh, to the south of us, as the crow flies, is Palm Springs, right. Palm mm-hmm. Desert, and all that. And the convection of the heat causes these clouds to form and the thunderstorms to come in. So uh, it's it, today. By the way, is perfect though. It is absolutely gorgeous. So let's talk about your role, uh, the areas that you manage. Let's give people a good intro because even though we know you and we, I think we've talked about you on podcasts, right, with, with the events that we've done We've in the past. definitely spoken about Travis. He's never been present. Right. So that's why I'm super stoked about this. We finally got him for an hour. And we, I don't know if you guys know how huge that is. These guys are so understaffed and, and lack resources that they, you know, they desperately need that right. hopefully you all can go help with, but uh, we'll get to that later. But you know, him carving out an hour to be with us to do this is, is just such a awesome um, opportunity. Well, it's my pleasure to be here with you guys. It's a very important part of what I do is working with folks like yourselves to talk about our public lands and some of the needs that we have and, and really getting people more connected to the resource. So thank you. Yeah. Oh, no. No, for sure. I mean, it's, you know, we, we do a lot. And we have actually Brandon behind us sitting on uh, Frank's tailgate. Uh, <laughs> but we have Brandon from Tread Lightly. And we do a lot of stuff with Tread Lightly. Not because we necessarily like it. It, it sucks getting up in the morning super <laughs> early and super picking early. up <laughs> trash at the hammers or, you know, being out where you want to just camp and relax and have some beers. But you're out there painting stuff getting rid of some jackasses graffiti and, you know, doing the work, the work that needs to be done. But it's part of what I think Frank and I, you know, I'll speak for you, but yeah, we've talked about it enough. Yeah, absolutely. It's like 
this is just what we feel compelled to do. It's almost like our admission, our ticket to to experience this and to be here and be part of it. Exactly. Um, so That's exactly it. It's not really so much a thanking thing. I think you're doing your job on behalf of the people, and I think we're doing our job on behalf of off-road recreators to just do what's right, you know? Absolutely. And it's engaging the off-road community, the motorcyclists, the ATVs, the UTVs as one team to talk about what we need to do out here on public lands to keep the to keep the the trails and the roads open for everyone. Yeah, we've had some that's actually a, a good segue because we've had some good conversations about like the not just the diversity of the landscape and what's going on up here but also like the diverse user base of the recreators. Here, of the recreators. Yeah. yeah, like we um even just on this piece of trail we've seen um you know people out here with RVs and fifth wheels, we've seen equestrians Right out, out here, how horseback. Cool, how cool is that? Yeah, yeah. We, like, we came across, you know, eight equestrians on this trail to yeah. get up to where we were. I've been up here a lot. I've never seen that. Yeah. I've, I mean, again, most of the trails that we've probably used to doing aren't for equestrian trail use, but uh, like out here, and then you have hikers, right? And you have through hikers. Right. So, you know, to our west, maybe just a couple miles is the, sa- the northern entrance of the San Gorgonio Wilderness, mm-hmm. you know, and that's our hiking base. We've passed the Pacific Crest Trail. PCT. PCT. Yep. We crossed that, what, three times uh, it just on kinda, our route? This, this road kind of zigzags, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, with the trail camps and all that. So where we're at on the San Bernardino Forest is really eclectic. Uh, you know, we have off-roading going on here. We have, or I, I shouldn't even say off-roading. Let's, let's talk about just exploring on roads. Yeah. Uh, on like overlanding forest service is, roads, right? Yeah, forest service roads. Uh, you know, the hikers going into the wilderness, which I think we talked about in a previous episode about wilderness and no mechanized use. Right, we right. We go in with two or four legs. Right. So, and we've seen that both today. Yep, yep. Uh, you know, it's just great. It, this is a hidden gem uh, here. It's kind of the southeast part of the San Bernardino National Forest here up uh, over by, uh, we're kind of by Big Bear, but we're what we call the main divide. We're on the fringe. Yeah, we're on um, the fringe. I got the same mountain range. As Big Bear essentially is, yes. right? It's w- so we're on the San Bernardino Mountain Range. Um, where we were all together before was the San Gabriel Mountain Range. Okay. And the San Andreas Fault separates those two. Oh, wow. And to our direct south is the San Jacinto Ranger District, and that is on the Peninsula Mountain Range. And, that that again, the San Andreas Fault is created these separate mountains. Oh, wow. What's interesting about the San Gabriels and the San Bernardinos, uh, the mountains— is that this is a transverse range. I don't know if you've noticed, but the mountains go east to west. Did not, not notice north, that, no. Not north to south, but like the Sierra Nevadas. Like the Sierras, yeah. The Rockies, the peninsula, uh, and all it's these. perpendicular, are, huh? Yeah. yeah, it's perpendicular. Just, interesting. And there's only a handful of these mountain ranges around the world. Why is, wait a minute. So so the fact that these go east to west or, or vice versa, that's, that is an that is an anomalous thing. Uh, correct. Yes. Why is that? The you know? plates moved at a different way. And... Yeah, it, it's the. I, I wish I knew more about okay. plate tectonics and stuff yeah. like that. But uh, that's effectively effectively what's going on because yeah. these are also by then by definition perpendicular to the San Andreas Fault, right? Because that runs north south. So they're formed by the San Andreas Fault, but they don't run. But they don't run necessarily. It's just the way like the earth well, cracked and well, the San Andreas Fault is in the Cone Pass. Oh, okay, that separated the. I see what you're saying. Got it. Okay. Um, and so yeah. the San Andreas Fault is on the toe of the slope. They're at Palmdale and all that. Runs on that toe of the Angeles, comes down to the south through the Cone Pass, and that tweaked the San Bernardino Mountains in such a way where that became Interesting. transverse. I don't think I knew the Cone Pass was the San Andreas Fault. <laughs> oh, really? I don't think I knew that. Huh. Well, That's really cool. It's just at a the big beginning valley. Of our, yeah. yeah. <laughs> at the beginning of our journey, when we met at the Mill Creek Ranger Station this yeah. morning, we were standing on this, well, roughly standing on the San Andreas Fault. No kidding. So, oh, that's really cool. We want to no. make sure we buy the land on the it's, right side. It's right. <laughs> of course. You want to make sure that it doesn't slide. The, the side that you have is not going to slide into the ocean. Right. right? You're, you're basically on the tear line in that valley. Yeah. That's the tear line of the earth yeah. pulling apart in that in that area. That's right? where the friction point so, is. Yep. To kind of geek out on this a little bit more, I Let's know we go. went on a... Let's do it, yeah. So when Let's we were go. going up Highway 38 from the ranger station and we were heading towards Forest Falls, that was the tear line. That okay. was the san- part of the San Andreas Fault ripping the Kuiper Ridge away from... That's so cool. Uh, wow. the, the San Bernardino Mountains. So from that point, we drove basically into the mountain range. Right. Right, up Highway 38. 
Um, and then we took a right, if I remember correctly, onto um, into a campsite uh, slash dirt road. Right. And yeah, we got onto uh, Forest Service Road 1 in 02. Let's not give it away. Don't give it anything okay. away. <laughs> no this problem. is my spot now. <laughs> this is my spot now. <laughs> but we did explore some other really interesting stuff and uh, of some historical significance that we probably should touch on. Um, uh, and speaking specifically of the cabin. Can I say, well, right before we get to the cabin. Oh, yeah, can go I say, for it. Yeah, go ahead. One thing I will say is if you guys are actually really interested in some of these roads that we get, this, I would like to think of it as special access or just, you know, we're being taught. Where the where yeah the, the roads are. are obviously public, but we're learning the we're details learning about it. And right, yeah. honestly, I've been coming up to Big Bear for decades. Yeah, never, exactly. never found these roads. So what I would say is, we do projects from time to time, and a great way to see some of this beautiful land and these beautiful vistas and these like amazing just you know mountaintops around us that we're that are surrounding us right now at this spot, which we won't tell you about. One way of getting there is uh, do a project with us. Uh, sign up. Uh, usually they're limited. They're very limited, but that's to ensure that everyone has a good time and we have a manageable group. Um, so with not doing it, trying to be jerks, but we'll ma- we'll probably limit it to like 20, 25 people. Come out, help. We'll do some fun projects. We might even just pick up trash. Sometimes you're lucky. There's not even that much trash. You're spending most of your day enjoying yourself. This trail is surprisingly clean and, and beautiful. Eating some good food, but yeah. it's going to help Travis. It's going to help Tread Lightly. It's going to help everyone who has a vested interest in seeing this land clean. And you get to see some bitchin' spots. Yeah. Well, and what's so great with you all is you're connecting people to the forest. You know, I can't tell you how many clubs I've been in and that we're always going somewhere, right? Right. We're going to the Arizona Strip. We're yeah. going to... Moab, we're going to the Eastern Sierras or anything like that. And to have what I've shown you all here locally is it's pretty awesome. You can do it in a day. Yeah, it is. I mean, we've and covered a lot of ground in, in a relatively short amount of time. It's in our backyard, dude. Yeah. Like, this is amazing. It is absolutely amazing. Yeah. And that goes, I mean, it's always that adjacent possible that we talk about where it's like, you don't know what you don't know until somebody opens your eyes. And you're like, holy shit, I can go, do, I can go there. I'm an adult. I can go there, <laughs> and nobody. I don't have to ask permission. Well, you know, we talked about that earlier. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it's just you know, once you come out here and you see what's out there, it just it keeps getting better. Have you noticed that? Like, oh, this yeah. hasn't ever gotten boring. No, it's just gotten. Better. It just you just keep seeing more and more, and it just it almost seems never ending. Like you're just kind of like every time you go around a bend or you go or somewhere else, like we were just talking on the way up to this point, how there is this gorgeous juxtaposition of, mm-hmm. of dead stuff of dead, like, you know, trees and life, the green and There's, the yellows. Yeah, it's like you have all the of these, whites of the, the bushes that yeah. are like dead. Like or, it's this crazy view. They're not even dead. They're coming back. Right. Some of the stuff, some of the stuff that we're looking at, um, is part of the lake fire. Okay. Uh, of Why don't you set up the scene? Like, yeah. Okay, no problem. Yeah. So we're looking north. Uh, we have the San Gregonio Wilderness to our west. And this was affected by the lake fire. And I want to say that was 2015. So we're looking at a lot of standing dead that's well off the roads. But we're just letting nature kind of take its course. But amongst that, we have these little islands of green that the fire kind of missed. I oh, like to, gotcha. I like to talk so about fire as kind of a breaking wave. Yep. You know, and sometimes it doesn't come all the way through, and there's parts of the wave. Yeah, because these break. trees are all good. Yeah, the, these trees right in front of us, there's a little burn spark right, right, right in, in front, front of, of them. Yeah. Uh, but the tree is surviving still. You see so, that? Yeah, it's still, it's got but fresh it's burned, green. Yeah. It's burned there. But then just, I would call that what? Yeah, half a mile away, we're in that standing dead. Yeah. And then we saw. You know, we saw that uh, that contractor working on getting the the trees with down the cat, and, yeah. and all that. Yep. So, well, can we can we talk about the relationship of fire with the natural course of a forest's growth? Yeah, you know, I'm not an expert. Right. Uh, I can give you. A, I'm sure you have an my, opinion, though, right? I, I have a I have an opinion. I, I have some um, like high level views that we can talk about. But yeah. So fire is super important for the the forest ecosystem. Mm-hmm. You know, it cleans up the forest floor. It makes things easier for. Uh, new trees to grow, new bushes to grow, things like that. Uh, you know, it provides that animal for, or that food for animals, you mm-hmm. know, the bears, the deer and all that great stuff. But it's, it, you know, it's, it's a natural part of our ecosystem. Now, if we talk about these mega fires that we're having, mm-hmm. that's not necessarily the, 
what we want. We want these slow little creepers that kind of low intensity burns, I would call it. Yeah, they're it's, not like reaching ridiculous temperatures. They're not right. changing. They're not affecting their own weather patterns. Exactly. Right? They're not. Yeah, like you said, like you said, mega fires. Well, yeah. and, and for you arsonists out there, this is not also an invitation to come start a fire in the forest because you want nature to take its course, right. not people. So that that's kind of what we're looking at. And Rick the, the Dirt said it was okay. <laughs> No, Rick DePerger did not say We that. certainly did not. <laughs> yeah. did not say any of that. So we're kind of in the exactly. middle of this burn. You know, we're in an island. We're looking up. You know, we're above some of this burn tree. I, that's yeah. why I wanted to show you this kind of landscape that we're looking at. But, you know, uh, Brandon from Tread Lightly and I were driving up here together, and we were talking about the meadows and how some of the um, – Ridges, not ridges, the, the draws still had some green growth. And that's super important because we don't want all the material to be flowing off of these hills. Too. Right, right. So, and, stuff, yeah. and, and in those high-intensity burns, that's what happens. The soils, I don't remember all the scientific stuff, mm -hmm. but the soils get kind of a layer on them, and all that material flows downhill. And these low-intensity mm -hmm. burns that we want... Uh, they don't change. Fire. They don't They don't uh, change the composition of, of the dirt. Right. And, and it's it's like... I mean, it's it's so hot that it's equivalent it's like to changing kiln. sand to glass, right? Exactly. Yeah. It's like it changes the composition, right? right? It burns off a lot of things that that might normally be in there or still survive, right? Right, minerals or whatnot that might survive the fire. Um, it's kind of funny that you mentioned islands because the first time I saw um, an island that survived some serious destruction was when we were in Hawaii at uh, Volcanoes National Park, and you could see these lava flows. And I asked the ranger the same question. There was these like grove of trees right smack in the middle. In the middle of the yeah, flow? and you could tell right. those trees huh. have been there for decades, like probably a century. So there's no way it was after the flow. Right. And the ranger said, no. Sometimes the lava just goes around. It just doesn't go up. There might be a little hill. There might be something that just deviates it, and it just and you have these islands of green that just survive. Right. It's kind of cool what Mother Nature does, right? It is really kind of, so, yeah. It's the, it's the beauty of destruction at times where you see some of that. And then it creates a stunning view of this pitch black earth and this vibrant green oasis yeah. sitting right in the middle. I mean, look at those trees over yeah. there. I mean, the bark is burned off. The, the tree is dead. But in our same view, we have these beautiful green Ponderosa and Jeffrey Pines next to it. I wonder if some of that's a damn beetle, too. Isn't there a blue beetle? That, like, you know, we had the... the uh, the bark beetle, you know, um, big bear, arrowhead. The bark beetle changes the bark blue or the wood blue. Is that the one? No. No. Uh, the bark beetle. Uh, it's a boring beetle, right? It's a boring beetle. Again, I don't know too much about it, uh, but it's usually affects the tree when the tree is super stressed from drought because oh, wow. the tree doesn't have that sap to defend itself and right. it pushes the beetle out look at all the stuff you guys are learning today this I, is one of the I, best I actually episodes did not know that that was the reason that the beetle was being was so pervasive was because the trees were suffering from drought right it's i thought it was just a, a a species that was just out of out of check i didn't realize that the check was the tree it's the water content of the tree itself uh, yeah yeah crazy and so uh that's amazing, that's amazing. <laughs> so those trees we're looking at aren't weren't affected by the beetle that that's straight up wildfire that's just right a, that's just a wildfire burn so one of the cool things that we learned too is the history of some of these routes right we were we were at a cabin earlier and we were talking about oh we um, gotta talk about the cabin i yeah. totally cut you off on that no one. it's totally cool because yeah that, yeah and we'll we'll get back to stuff eventually <laughs> And we'll come back to we it. were taking a really cool view, right, on the same thing, right? There was this cool lookout where these kind of valley opened up, and you could see out into what was at the base of the valley was I-10, right? Right. And that looked, and, and well, I guess I'll let you tell it because you know it, and you can say, you know, the cabin that we were at the view, and, and the view that we had. So I don't know if you noticed the cabin when we arrived or if you were taken by the view. I did notice it. Okay. But, but I quickly... My 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 attention quickly went to the view. That was yeah. a really good spot. <laughs> it was a beautiful yeah. spot. It's a great lunch spot. It is a great yeah. lunch spot. Shade. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so what we were traveling on, uh, you know, Forest Road One and O Two, which is also known as Coon Creek. We were traveling up that road, and the view. Let's talk about that view. Yes. Uh, so talk about a Chamber of Commerce kind of view. Yeah. You know, uh, we were looking directly down uh, Mission Springs Canyon. And uh, the low desert of Palm Springs, Palm Desert, Rancho Mirage, and things like that. Mm -hmm. That was to our southwest, south. And to our southeast, we were looking at the communities at Desert Hot Springs. And we also saw parts of Joshua Tree National Park. 
Oh, that's right. Dude. Some of those ridges, so right? Those hills that we saw right. were part of Joshua Tree, and um, and and uh, and the Bureau of Land Management that was also their land the down land. down yeah. there, and that was all part of the San, um, San Gorgonio Wilderness Complex. That's off. That's like Sunfair. That's like that whole Lake Dry Lake bed area, right? Like out there for Joshua Tree. I think we were. Uh, I think more like Yucca we were Valley, south yeah. of that. Oh, okay, uh, Joshua Tree, Yucca Valley. Yeah. You know, what's that? Yeah. Highway sixty two. I think I, yeah, when it goes up, yeah, yeah. that goes up into Yucca. It's yuck, kind of yeah. like the, the flat desert land, too, of Joshua Tree. Yeah, that area. right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and we, we saw Eureka Peak, which is, I believe, the highest peak in uh, Joshua Tree National Park. It's a it's a beautiful landscape. That's so cool. Wow, yeah. And so that um, you mentioned that there's some trails that kind of lead up from that valley floor up to the area that we were hanging out. And there's, and there's, there's some really cool history there. Yeah, so the, the Pacific Crest Trail goes down into I-10, but the history that I was telling you guys about was uh, there was an old road that would go all the way down to the desert. And the uh, first cabin we stopped at, the, that ranch hand cabin, from what I've been told, was the Hartbar Ranch. And they were the uh, cattlemen of this area. Now, the legend is that they were the, uh, the cattle rustlers. And their brand was the combination of all the other brands. Again, oh wow! It's the so uh, they had like they were basically stealing stealing the cattle stealing everywhere. cattle, but they also stole brands. Yeah, because <laughs> to, make their, to, make their the, to make their own brand. They're, yeah, they exactly. borrowed if you, elements. If you, put and enough, if you put enough brands on top of each other, right? It would look like it would look like their brand. That's pretty funny. Yeah, so that an old timer you know told me that it's actually it's it's actually very appropriate because their their cattle heads are comprised of. All those brands, yeah, right. right? Like it's actually really appropriate. So, <laughs> again, that was an old timer that told me that story. That's really funny. Uh, I've always enjoyed that because uh, you know where the bivouac is is a foundation of the old ranch hand house. Uh, we still have the Forest Service uh, still has the old Hart Bar Ranch uh, that we have a, a partner using right now. Uh, it's right next to that big meadows area that we kind of came in on. So there's a great history. And that's the fun part of working for the Forest Service and being here in our local mountains. It's yeah. kind of learning all this cool stuff and sharing it with you all. Yeah, I it's kind of crazy. That's always been my goal and what we do as well. Like the selfish one is the access. The access that we get in doing these projects or being with you out here or just even being like exposed to like, Oh, by the way, guys, this is like one of my favorite spots. That's coming from the dude that does this for a living. Right. Like, you know, I haven't steered you wrong yet. No, right? definitely, <laughs> definitely not. Not at all. <laughs> it's kind of what's interesting to me too, is that we're talking about like the Harpar ranch, like it's this legitimate ranch, but it's really like, it was an illegitimate ranch. To sort of, I mean, it was. I mean, they, they stole cattle, right? Like, well, it that's was, the yeah, land that's, was theirs, so that was legitimate. Right? The like, land was there, the ranch was theirs, but you know, that's the part of the legend, right? The right. lore, the you know, our old West history is all that. They must have been some hard ass. That must have been mother crazy, yeah. Because this, it's if, not. This is rough country. Well, yeah. yeah if the rest of the ranches <laughs> don't want to come mess with you, and they're just like, well. Another one got away, you know. Like, <laughs> right. Not to mention that if you steal someone's cattle, they're not just going to let you take it. Like, as someone well, people look for that stuff, right. right? And they want it back. There's a lot it of money. It and this is like 1920s, right. 19 teens, right? You know? So the law is kind of on your hip at, in some in some of these situations, right? <laughs> was, like, was that cowboy local, justice? Right, yeah, dude. Exactly. The local cop doesn't want to come up here and mess with these guys who are like, "You're on my property." <laughs> Right. Yeah, I like, mean, it's it's you're literally untangling a rat's nest of who's who and, and who did what. So. You, you remember our last time we were all together, we were talking about the Radford, uh, uh, the well, Radford the, the two toll, roads, toll roads. Yeah. Oh, right? right, yeah. So Highway 38, as we know it, didn't exist back then. So this is a much more hardy landscape right. in that time. Right. So you're absolutely right. I, I bring that up just as a way for you guys to kind of qualify. It's, it's hardy. I mean. These are hard people. These, yeah. Oh, exactly. yeah. Oh, like, yeah. The, what, the point I was getting at is. You have all these ranches around them, close enough for them to go grab the cattle. You know each ranch must have had a few people, but their strength combined probably couldn't overpower this one group. Yeah, who knows how yeah, many, yeah. exactly. Who knows you know? how yeah. I don't know how long that ranch was there or, right. or how long they were Yeah. Maybe they maybe cows. they did get run off. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's parts um in I remember just learning the history, even in Laguna Canyon. We were talking about this earlier in some of uh, your roots, Travis, in that area. But there's there's a um, there's some old uh, 
places there too where they used to uh, stash cattle. Well, in, you know, that's their Irvine. Isn't that all Irvine Company is, old it, land? Yeah, in it is. Fields, Orange, yep. uh, and there's, South uh, Orange there's a little horse thief den um, in, in Aliso Wood Canyon, and there's some old corrals that are still there. Um, and that's a lot of what that canyon was used for was just a, it was a place to, that was not easy to get to, and it was just tucked away in this little back canyon. And they were able to just kind of, you know, as they as they got them where they were, they took them from, and they were taking them to wherever they were going to take them. It was a good stop to hide and take cover, you know. It's, it's there's so much of that out here. That's right, cool. right. And there's and if you go into those caves, they're kind of half caves. They're more like ledges, but they still have the holes in there where they used to stick, um, re, like like metal bars or even wood to hang their gear, and those are still in the walls in there. That's really cool. Yeah, that's all right. There's some really, cool, really stuff. cool stuff. Travis is coming right? down south. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to go see my folks again. And go yeah, there. <laughs> there's some really and I, Frank, let's go. And you yeah. know, there's a lot of that out here, like, whether discovered or undiscovered. You know, there's a lot of that out here because, you know, you can't have that long of a period of 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 human presence and moving cattle up and down without some remnants like that where right. people hanging right. their gear or people seeking natural shelter versus creating shelter right all those kinds of things there's probably a lot of those out here absolutely you know and, and that brings up to a point where we want to leave things better than we find them yes you know we talked about the cabin we went to today and we we saw all the the etchings and the graffiti and all that stuff and so we didn't talk about the cabin fully not yet oh no i'm sorry yeah let's i got ahead of ourselves so. yeah let's let's talk let's about, talk the, about cabin, the cabin what yeah. it is and then why it sucks about what you're about to say so we, uh, uh, at the end of Forest Service Road 1 2 we came across Coon Creek Cabin, which I was told, again, from an old-timer, that was a, a building located in Big Bear, and it was the original school of Big Bear uh, in the early early uh, 19th century, or 20th century. Wow. I get all that mixed up. Yeah, and exactly. What they, uh, <laughs> and what they did, and I, I pointed out, is uh, they took all the logs, the, uh, you know, Bit by bit, right, and labeled it, and then they put it out there. And Ollie got some really good video of it too. Oh yeah, I think this is the most video we've ever gotten. I think so. <laughs> and you know, they reassembled it out there. The we use it as a group campsite. I was showing you all that, which is on the reservation system. And but the view there is spectacular. Yeah. And the the bummer part that we all talked about is how people have gone in there and etched their names They've or defaced messages. all the walls right, and right. yeah. And, you know, that's a problem everywhere. And we just want to make sure people, you know, educate people not to do that. You know, How did your parents raise you, though? Like, you're coming into a structure and literally carving your fucking name into somebody's wall. Well, it's like a snowball, man, right? One yeah. person does it, two people do it, and then people kind of It's the mentality of it's broken, already ruined. Broken it's, 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 it's like, it's almost, I think they take it in the sense that, like, you know how there's the camp um, motto or rule that you don't want to create a new campsite, right? You always want to stay in a previously disturbed right. site. And I feel like you're right. Once someone etches their name on one of those log sections, then it's just free reign for the next person to do it right next to theirs. Exactly. And that just kind of takes off. And that's not... Oh, it like, took off, dude. It's like Yeah, covered. that's not how that right. works, guys. That's not... <laughs> it's it's trail etiquette, too. Yeah. You know, one person goes off trail, someone sees it, they think they can go off trail. Right. And, you know, the excuse I hear a lot is, well, there was a true track there and I thought I can go. Right. Well, the problem is it turns into a trail. Well, like, yeah. Not a, not a legit trail. Right, right. totally. But right. it does turn into a trail, so you... I mean, I can understand if somebody, like, crosses upon it chances upon it and like it's like oh cool trail there was a part in there was actually a part it's funny frank and i have been doing all these projects not because um we necessarily had a choice in where we did them uh but we did also adopt lytle creek like multiple trails in lytle creek which we have yet to go to but in lytle creek there is a spot especially when it snows that the trail goes up even frank and i i'll say it Frank and I made the mistake of going up what we thought was a trail. And it's I mean, it right, looks like every right bit of a trail. That fence. You know what yeah. I'm talking about? Yeah. Well, you remember we had that great conversation. Right. I think right it was where you we and were, I, Frank. We were paying the gate. Right. Yeah. And it was that that spur road. Uh, and people, we actually saw somebody up there and we asked them to come down. No idea. Right. And it, we got into that great conversation about, you know, know before you go, have a map. Roads are signed. You know, they're signed for a reason. And if there's not a sign there, there's a really good chance that it's not a authorized route. And right. ignorance doesn't really work, right? No. No, because we, there's so much technology out there, right, yeah. guys? There's, I mean, it doesn't there's work. really it, not an excuse. 
I mean, ask yourself, does ignorance work when a police officer pulls you over on the street and you just say, oh, I didn't know it was 50. You know, you're doing 70. Right. It doesn't work then. It doesn't work out here either. You know, it's it, it's your responsibility. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the Forest Service, we have our motor vehicle use maps for free on the website, uh, through the Avenza app, things like that. You know, you, there's, there's just so much... Uh, technology, right? And Especially nowadays, right? There's right. there's very little excuse for ignorance these days. <laughs> and you can go into one of the visitor centers, and you know, I've I've given you guys those free maps, right? That uh, that show you where you can and can't go. Mine's yep. in my backpack. Um, you know, I actually want production credit for this one, but I have an idea. If anybody out there is creative and is involved in creating children's cartoons. A great children's cartoon. We have the bubble guppies, which are a bunch of idiots like going to school under the water. And I only noticed because I'm a father, right? But what we need is like we need another Yogi Bear. We need another yeah. cartoon to educate because I feel like Yogi made me love the woods. You know, like oh yeah, there was a big movement with even Smokey the Bear. I remember those commercials. Like, I remember it's almost Smokey, like Smokey you poor guys had more funding. I don't know what the deal was, but there was a lot more awareness around all that stuff that I haven't seen a lot of. Yep. Because a, I don't watch a lot of TV, so maybe that's part of it. B, you guys haven't. No offense, and I'm not being critical, but I feel like the government could adopt social media a little bit better beyond somebody like Trump, you know, like at the, at the state level, at the organizational level, use social media, tell your stories, make it cool, make it fun, because then you're going to tap into the the social kind of group. You're absolutely right. You know, a lot of force have a Twitter account um, and that's how we get a lot of messaging out and things like that. But we, we could do better. We could all do better. You could when be it, Instagramming this shit all day long, <laughs> straight up, and you would have like fifty thousand followers, right? Like in a month. You know, we we have a whole department in the Forest Service about messaging and things like that. Um, fortunately, that's not my job. The, pro- you know, the problem I get to be is out here with y'all. The problem is that the bears steal your thunder. Yeah, like Smokey. We were, Smokey's a better looking guy Yogi. than me. Yeah, we were just talking about that <laughs> too, too. How like my wife has like the cat my like web like webcam. Or, you know, bear cams. Right. They're on. I'm not joking. There's a TV in our house in the office <laughs> that is on. And all day long while she's working, the the cat, my river, I think it's called, uh, the bear cam is on. Right. My uh, my uh, my family's all into it. So every time I come home, I get quizzed by my kids about which bear ate the most and, right. and all that. And it, it's they a great a game. contest. Yeah, they have a contest. They so. have a fattest bear contest right. of which bear <laughs> really? put on the, the most, most weight, weight. Oh, yeah. during, so during the season. And it's, so she she joined the pool last year and she put her vote in for who she thought was the um, was going to be the fattest bear. And it's 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 fun. Like oh, it's, it's really, yeah, that's it's a so hoot. funny. It's a great way to connect the people, right? It's amazing how many Nerds. people recognize bears too. Right. Like they're like, oh, there goes Otis. Oh, there goes bear number whatever, whatever. Oh, these two got into a scuffle. This two had this bear's got you know yearlings or whatever. Like it's it's nuts. We need that. We need that in Big Bear, dude. I would I would actually talk shit right now if it wasn't for the fact that I spent like. Eight hours watching a giraffe try to give birth. Did you guys remember that? You guys remember that? <laughs> Wasn't that at the Washington Zoo yeah, or something? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, they had a live feed. And yeah. I'm like, when's this baby coming? Right. Oh, dude, talk Man, about a hard. Side. How geeky are we all of a sudden? Right, oh, yeah. no, nerds. <laughs> talk about totally a hard nerds. A hard intro to life, though. Hey, welcome to the world. Drop eight feet. Like, jeez, right. <laughs> dude. Like, it's only uphill from here. That's brutal, man. <laughs> I don't think any other animal on in the world does that to its young <laughs> just like i'm glad i didn't get dropped like right that. <laughs> right frank might have been dropped. i might have been dropped. i've been dropped a lot it would, it would, ex- it would explain a lot i'll tell you that right now and <laughs> explain a lot <laughs> so um so yeah i mean i guess the cabin is where we were at right before we went to smoky bear smoky the bear not smoky the bear right right it's smoky it's smoky bear smoky bear oh there you go Ali just wanted to correct you on that. Yeah, exactly. He was, I was, he was Smoky twitching. Bear, dude. Yeah, Smoky Bear. Smoky Bear. Yeah, yeah. And the Jellystone National Forest. We just, was we the just other need one. another one. We need, a, we need another hero. We do. We need another, another, uh, for the Forest, forest Service. Yeah, we need like, Forest Service hero. Like, what was that? Captain Planet? Like, kind of sucked. It was, it was so bad. Like, you watched it. Everyone has a few seasons yeah. or episodes, I mean, that they watched, but it was so bad. It How was. much TV are you watching, man? Too he much. says he watched. He doesn't watch a lot of TV. Yeah, and right. he's like I dropping I heard that. all this shit. Yeah. Hey, all <laughs> this shit. Kept, what was right. the last one? <laughs> okay, look. On one hand, I was a latchkey kid, so the TV we all, raised we me. We all were. Yeah, we all were that part of that generation. The TV raised me when I wasn't outside until yeah, 9 o'clock. Exactly. And then two, 
Dude, being a father is hard, not because of diapers, not because of bills, but because of the shit you have to watch that these little fuckers watch. And it's like, you have no choice but to watch it. And it's like, Nihao Kailan, the bubble guppies. Dude, I'm scarred. Like, Dora? <laughs> yeah, Dora. Yeah, dude, horrible. I, uh, I tell my kiddos that I have forgotten important things in my life because of that stupid <laughs> Bubble Guppy song. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, please and don't. they sing it in the road no. Don't even have it. I've never seen don't it. You, don't, don't you dare have it. I've never seen it. I don't want to know about it. I'm, this is the extent of that right here. I'm done <laughs> with that. I, like, I don't, You're lucky. Yeah. I want to live in that world. Yeah, I don't, I'm good. I'm good. Frank, Frank is forever in that world, which is yeah, crazy. I, he gets to give them back. Yeah, I do. That's the best part is that I have my nieces... Which right now the only ones that are young enough are girls. The the boys are all in college, and but I have my nieces, and we'll we'll get them and we'll have fun and play and take them places, and then it's like okay, cool, we're done, bye, like you know, love and love you, miss you, bye, right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> see you next weekend or see you next month or whenever it is, yeah. Meanwhile, the parents are suffering, right. <laughs> we send them all hopped up on sugar with bad habits. Right? Yeah, none of you care either. Teach them how to use phrases they should never what use. What do you in mean you went to bed at 11 o'clock? I just know my dad's laughing, spontaneously laughing at some point when one of my kids says something. Right? Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. I've I've taught some some funny things to kids, like to, to family kids, where I'm just like, uh, look, when you need to go potty, you don't say, I got to go potty. Okay, you say mama, and you say you gotta say it loud so she hears you. Because if she doesn't hear you, you're gonna go. You're gonna go by accident. You're gonna make in your pants. Jesus. You don't want to do that. So you gotta say. So you gotta say, mama, I gotta back one out. That's awesome. Yeah, and so sure enough, like you know, a few hours later, middle of the restaurant, mama, I gotta back one out. This is why there's always been a healthy barrier between my children and Frank. <laughs> I can see that now. Yeah. No, I would never do it to someone else's kids, not in the family. Not somebody a, you, you have to nah, like see all the time. No, nah, I wouldn't do it. Well, just because I don't, you know, it's not my family, right? I can't. I have <laughs> I have certain liberties with my family, right? Like I can't do that to someone else's kids. That's just mean, and and that's just there's a boundary that I don't want to cross, right? <laughs> so, anyways, now that we've gone I, over, I've that. totally forgotten what we were talking. about. It happens. Right. It happens. All. It happens all the time. But I will say, <laughs> this episode makes me feel like we've gotten back to. Like a core memory of Rig for Dirt, like what we started out to do, right? Is go to epic views, hang out, talk about cool know. places, talk about the bubble guppies. Yeah, <laughs> uh, name drop the bubble guppies in the hope that they'll cut us a check. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> learn something. <laughs> Maybe you know? learn something. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So. Um, we're doing. Do we want to jump into maybe like tomorrow and paint the picture of what else there is to explore? Out yeah, here? Travis. Uh, uh, I think. What were you thinking? Yeah, so so we're kind of pre-running your project day today, which is something. And this is for project number three. Project number three, right? And we we do that. You know, that's something that Forest Service wants to do, just to make sure we're all on the same page. Right. So. Oh, is that like a normal routine? With Adopt a Trail, we're trying to make it as normal as possible because it. it's not fair. It makes sense. So you're not seeing it for the first hey, time. Hey, go here. Of. Yeah. Right. Hey, hey, you, I know you guys don't look at the map. Deal with it. Yeah. You know, here, go, go. Right. Uh, what did I say this morning? We're going to drive 30 minutes and make a right. I do remember. Right. <laughs> I do remember when we were in Lytle Creek and you laid the map out on the hood of my vehicle and you were like, okay, point to me where we are right now. And I was looking at you like a deer in freaking headlights. <laughs> I know. That was awesome. <laughs> and I was just like, that was my uh, stuff. <laughs> he just put me on the spot so hard. Should we do that now? No. <laughs> <laughs> it was, but you know, like it was one of those, it was a very um, sobering moment. Well, you know, we get, as much as I talked about technology and how great it is, but we kind of forget about reading paper maps totally. and knowing what the road system's all about and why it's labeled the way it's labeled. We'll talk about that on another podcast. But well, dude, we just talked about the Thomas Guide. Not that's, too long. That's like, right. Literally days ago. Days ago, we talked about it. Um, well, oh, really? We were. Yeah. What, what were we talking? When I don't know, but people have forgotten how to navigate with like charts. You know? Oh yeah, we were somewhere together. We were hanging out. I remember we were like talking about it. It's uh, a big. It's a big deal. It's a great survival skill too. Like you're well, better off with it. Yeah. Batteries die. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Right. You know, we're dependent on cell phones and all the apps on the cell phone. Uh, I haven't looked at mine because I have the privilege to be out with you guys today, but uh, I doubt we have cell coverage to actually figure out we what don't. we're- We usually do not. Yeah. Which is kind of the, like- Because I'm trying to I Instagram. Like to yeah. I'm trying to Instagram over here and I can't do my thing. You know what would be cool is a National Forest Thomas Guide because those Thomas Guides, huh? they, 
man. Ah. Oh, remember I gave you guys that the the Forest Service has a topo book. Um, it's thirty two pages here just for the. I forgot about that. Yeah, I, I don't remember that. And person. and the the up. topo book is something you can buy. Uh, buy online. You can buy at the visitor centers, and oh, it's every... everybody should have that. You should Absolutely. be writing this down. Well, that's such a great idea. It's yeah. an eight by ten book. It's easy to put in the the glove box or yeah. your navigation box. Is that what it's called? Topo book. Like yeah. if they do a search for it, we'll we'll find out. Yeah, we don't let's call find out. Travis on the podcast. <laughs> Man, I, what a dick! But uh, so it is. You know, it, it's not the same symbology as like a Thomas guide, you know, right. how you right. find your locations, but it's, it's every topo book. It ta- has the, the roads, what oh, roads, very uh, cool. what's wilderness, what's non-wilderness, where the trails are. It's an awesome resource. Does it show the designations of like yep. the uh, cool? Yep. Uh, and then the forest service map. Looks like we're stopping through the gift shop on the way back. Right. Well, I'm plugging it, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> as you should. Uh, uh, but having those like, uh, in my, in my go bag, in uh in our in my rig, I have those maps. That's awesome. Uh, as much as yeah. you know, we have the technology with our rigs today. You never know. Right, right, hundred percent, hundred percent. How familiar are you with like uh, um, usage um, fees and like permits and that kind of stuff? Is that something we can talk about? Yeah, real we quick? can talk about that. So like, because I had a question. Uh, some it came up a while ago, and actually we talked about it even Ali at the when we did the OHV uh, park. A few episodes back, I guess now, like five dollars. Yeah, like what's like? There's um, do you need a wilderness pass to come out here technically? So where we're sitting, no. Okay, you need a wilderness permit. They're free. Yep. Uh, to hike here in the Sangargonia Wilderness and in the Cucamonga Wilderness. Uh, the Cucamonga is over by your adoption trail. Okay. uh, That we talked about before. Those are the two here on the uh, Front Country Ranger District, and they're like I said, they're free. And it's more of an, a, what I'd use those is to finding out the numbers and sustainability and capacity gotcha. for the wilderness. But also if we have a, an emergency, you know, we can talk about the lake fire, the El Dorado fire, oh, so the you Apple know, fire. You know who has gotten up. Who's permit, in and who's, who's out, out there. Exactly. Who, who is potentially oh, cool. in that and, area. And then I can tell the sheriff's department and they can take the helicopter and ask people to leave. What about the adventure pass? The adventure pass is a great program that, uh, it it actually funds my crew members. Oh wow! You know, no the the folks that you you all met on our first time together, they're funded through that adventure pass, and they're they're doing the hard work, uh, picking up trash, cleaning the restrooms, mm-hmm. and things of that nature. So, what kind of work do you do then? I I have <laughs> good. Jeez, <laughs> call so, me out again. <laughs> but that adventure pass is also kind of like a it's also like a parking pass, right? It's a yeah in developed rec sites here in the Southern California forest. That's the Los Padres, the Angeles here on the San Bernardino and the Cleveland, mm-hmm. and you would go to that develop develop site. Uh, there's certain amenities there, bathrooms, you know, information things of that Got nature, it. and. That is our priority. That's where those folks spend their time cleaning Got up it. and things like that. Um, we also have the adventure pass at our OHV staging areas, and that's to help manage the the bathrooms and stuff like right. that. We that, do that's, get a that's state how it ramp. came up, and that's how it came up in our last conversation. Okay, cool. Is I know that the adventure pass is kind of one of those things like you buy it, you can buy a day pass right when you get to the kiosk, right? You know, Five dollars, right? Or you can have the adventure pass, which is a thirty, which is the better deal. Yeah, absolutely, um, oh, totally. If, it's a year yep. year pass. Uh, and it, it funds and it's year from date of purchase correct because they punch it it's not like ye, it's not calendar year which is great right it's it's day of purchase and uh, then you can buy a second vehicle pass for five dollars what so you that can I have, didn't know that's actually hey, so the you second can get, vehicle pass you get on REI's website oh I didn't know that yep oh, cool. that's cool. I didn't know that either that's nice. yeah. that's cool because I thought I was buying an adventure pass but I bought the second vehicle pass so. <laughs> <laughs> my other vehicle is Frank Martinez <laughs> You know, and then, then we have another pass. It's the interagency pass. It's $80. Oh, I have that one. That's yeah. national parks and everything, right? Well, it also is part of the Adventure Pass program. Is that the so America you can the have Beautiful that. card? Oh, so I don't need the America the Beautiful Pass and the Adventure Pass? Correct. Here in Southern California, that's correct. No way. Because it counts oh. as your $5 parking pass. Oh, wow. And so that, it's really great. You know, I, I have the America I have the both. Beautiful. I didn't know that. <laughs> uh, I always be, buy that one, too, because yeah. it's a good one. Yeah. Well, it's a good one. I mean, go anywhere. Exactly. So um, not it's not a hundred percent of every public land fee, but it's pretty darn close that that uh, that works. That America the Beautiful Pass. So those are all the the passes. So there you go. Not OHV parks though; those guys want their money. Well, that's you know 
and that's super important, you know, because state grant funding from registration and stuff like that. Yep. That's Not why you pay that thing, $5. But, uh, you know, that yeah. grant program is super important to public lands. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I think that's part of the difference too, is that there's state parks versus national right. parks. Right. Right. Like I know that, um, even in Orange County, like if I want to go to like Crystal Cove, it's a separate fee because it's a state park. State right. park. Yeah. Right. So and there's it, a part, there's a pass for them too. Yeah. There there is. I, I want to yeah. say that there is there's a partnership. Parks. Yeah. There's a partnership of like, uh, Crystal Cove and a bunch of other Huntington, there's, there's a state Dana, parks pass. Yeah. 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 And there's different levels for but different there, times of seasons. But it's like within like a radius. Oh, you can do like a region. Yeah, yeah well, you can buy. It, they're regional by nature, it seems. Like, oh, okay. There's a certain amount of them that you can go to, but it's not like you go up all the way to Big Sur. Got it. And like, Well, there's a pass for that. It's that, all encompassing, I mean, but it, you're I right. Mean, yeah, yeah but that regional for like HB, Dana Point. Yep. Yeah, you can it, buy like Southern California or Central Coast, right. for example. That's like cool. I go to uh, uh, Paris State Park all the time, okay. and so I have a pass just for that. Just for that, yeah. Yeah, nice. and you know, however these guys can fund it, there, there's no other money coming. They're not. There's like this big gift shop where it's like, oh, you go buy your your stickers and your hats, and it's like that's funding this, you know, machine that has to operate to allow you to go recreate, right? Right. So you know, when you go to that visitor center, what you're purchasing, that swag that you're purchasing, if there is, if there is, yeah, uh, it's funding that volunteer that that uh, visitor center. It's not going into the bigger pool. Oh, you know, really? it, so it's that, a service. So it, it actually stays local. It stays local at wow. that visitor center. Oh, really? Yeah, hmm. and wow. it, it helps whatever partner group is. Well, now I'm really glad that I almost that I buy something at almost every one that I go to. Right. That makes yeah. me feel now warm and fuzzy. <laughs> That's my good deed. Then I got my walking sticks from Zion. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, we, we at least we go get the. Um, the, uh, for walking sticks, you know, there's a little shield that you can go. Okay. And you put that oh, on yeah, your you walking. Oh, yeah, you can put it on the walking stick, yeah, right? So that's, yeah, you're right. That's our family's tradition that's is cool. um, putting those little blazes everywhere. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. It's, so and your it's, walking stick now is basically a timeline right. of all the stuff that you've done. Yeah. That's yeah. really oh, cool. I love that. Yeah, we're going to have to do that. Yeah, it's really cool. Well, man, you've given us a lot of information and a lot to think about. I'm, I'm stoked, man. Well, I mean, I, I just want to speak to, like, Everything happens like the way it's supposed to, and it was very effortless. Uh, we talked with Alan from KC about this, and Alan always talks about when a company's doing well or when things are going right, it feels effortless. Right. And I feel like ever since this relationship with uh, Matt and Mindy and now Brandon, who welcome by the way, Brandon. Brandon's been sitting behind us this entire time. And he's gonna get but his own. Brandon, We're gonna yeah. We will talk about Brandon on the next episode. But um, congrats to joining Tread Lightly. Full time and being part of that organization. Absolutely, that's congrats! Awesome. Yeah, um, that's awesome to have that. Because we're going to be working together a lot more now, whether you like it or not. Um, <laughs> For better or surprise. worse, surprise! Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Next expo. <laughs> but you know, the the relationship has been so great and so easy, and like, you know, hey, let's go do a podcast. Yeah, that sounds great. Like, those types of relationships are important. Um, and I and I sometimes we talk about uh, life in general or tools that people can use just to get further ahead in life. Forget the National Forest Service. Forget being out here in Big Bear. Just on your day-to-day discussions with other people at work, wherever, relationships are so important. If you're that asshole, if you're that guy trying to climb that ladder, if you're if you're doing your things for selfish and, you know, um, usury reasons, like, you're not going to benefit the same way you would benefit if you just open yourself up and allow the relationships to, like, form and, I heard- and happen. You're right, a hundred percent. I heard something really cool from someone um, last week, actually, that and it resonated because it's exactly what you're saying, and it sums. I think it ties a nice little bow on it, which is there is enough sunlight for everybody. Like, There's enough water for all the ships. Yeah, like you don't. You're not going to stand out there in the sun and you're and steal someone else's light. Yeah. There's enough for everyone to go around. So if if you know that then the relationships will only strengthen your position. Oh, like the guys who make it a effort to go out there and talk to, for instance, other people about The people someone. who just think there isn't enough yeah. to go around. And they, right? like, there is, they try to disparage somebody in order right. to get theirs. There is 100% enough to go around. Yeah. There's and plenty. we all know those people. <laughs> right? Unfortunately. So. Yeah. 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 You yeah you're out. never going to get rid of them. They're yeah. always going to exist. But here's right? the thing. You're not that smart. People know what you're doing. They just move on. Right. You'll just you're you'll notice your circle will shrink and mm-hmm. shrink and it will rarely stay the same. The opportunities don't come. Yep. It doesn't become effortless. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So I I only say that because everything we've done with Tread Lightly, now with Travis, uh, you do write by people, you follow through for people, 
and the doors open. The gates, as I like to say, the keys to the gates become available. I owe you, actually. Uh, we'll talk about that later. Um, but uh, <laughs> Frank, Frank, um, but uh, but the the gates will open, and and you know you'll get the access you want. Yep. And you know there's a good way of doing it, and there's a wrong way of doing it. So hopefully you guys from this just see like Frank and I are sitting with the most incredible views any which way we turn our heads. You really can't look in a bad direction. And it's here. all 360 degrees. Dude, stunning straight up. Here. And it's all from doing the right thing, in my opinion. Yeah. And developing those relationships. Yeah, man. You know, kind of tagging on to what you were saying. It's it's all about relationships. And that's so important. And, and it's key. It's having those partners like you, Rig for Dirt, the partners with Tread Lightly, and yeah. and whatever partners in life. Yeah, there's right. a lot of organizations doing good out there. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. And it's that's so key. Yep. Yeah. And there's plenty to do. So if your organization wants to get involved, have at it. There's enough for everyone to do to 100%. get their hands dirty and give back. So. On that note, time to pay some bills. Yeah, let's do it. So, well, let's thank yeah, let's thank Travis because Travis does not endorse any <laughs> right. of the companies, uh, the organization, the National Forest Service does not endorse any right. of these companies. Um, there <laughs> thank is, thank you. Yeah, yes. we so, have not provided him anything. So, thank you so much for thank spending you the time so with much us. for joining us. This has been a pleasure. Thank you so much, and I can't wait to do this. Again. I do want to oh, say, yeah. um, we'll definitely do it again. I want to let you close out with one thing, if you don't mind, because um, you said you had some social media accounts that are specific to your office, right? Do you happen to know which ones they are? Uh, I know we have a Twitter account. I believe we have a Flickr account, but I don't. I would have to get those back. Okay, to yeah, you shoot later. them over to us, and yep. we'll put yeah. them when we talk about this. We'll repost something. We'll re, yeah, yeah. We'll, okay, we'll, great. We'll make uh, yeah. sure that we share that, so awesome. people can can tune in and get the info they need from directly from the source. You know, and, and our Twitter account is really, uh, really active. You know, if there's okay. a fire on the forest, it's a it, safety tool too. It's a safety tool. That's awesome. Yeah, if you have um, fire restrictions are usually posted. So there's That's a lot a great of great reason to be on there. Um, we have a Facebook account like also. check it before you go yeah well no before you go is yeah. a big campaign so okay. uh, you know the san Bernardino national forest website is a great place to go to get all those up to date and i believe all of our social accounts are on that website awesome. travis i'm sorry you thought you were off the hook but there's one thing <laughs> one more thing <laughs> one there's more but wait one last thing guys just around the curve just around the curve um <laughs> so in our conversations that we had there was a big talk around all the OHV parks, and you had mentioned this really early in this podcast, which is amazing. I even remember if anyone's been listening to this podcast, they can't. <laughs> you probably right now are like, Ali remembered something. Um, <laughs> but what it is is the UTV, ATV use, the motorcycle use, the motor use, there is uh, an education movement around that. Yes, that's a really good point. What yeah, is it called? You know what? Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, it's, it's through that's the California for, State man. Parks. I am surprised you remembered that. I that's know, that's solid, man. Yeah. That is solid. Holy uh, smokes, pat your back. Yeah, yeah I just did. <laughs> Dear diary. Dear um, diary. Hey, wife, <laughs> on, on this day. <laughs> on this day. Tell, tell Ashley. My wife doesn't so, think I remember shit. <laughs> <laughs> so the uh, California State Parks is doing a safety week. Safety and week. it's, uh, I don't remember the dates is exactly. It September? Or? I want to say it's in the middle of October. October, okay. And uh, there, right. there's a lot of great yeah. information. I know Brandon's going to talk more about that on your next Perfect. episode. Uh, but yeah, they're doing a big uh, safety, you know, making sure people know how to ride and ride responsibly, which is something I am 100% behind. Uh, we're not offering any of that here on the San Bernardino National Forest, but we're doing some... Uh, uh, some projects. I think you and I, mm-hmm. uh, the three of us are, are slated for a, a project during that time. Yep. Uh, we're going to do some educational kiosks at our OHV staging areas, both on the mountaintop and the front country ranger districts. Yep. Uh, other forests are doing some other things, but uh, it's a really a state park driven activity. Right. And they're going to be some classes involved. I, that's right? what I've heard. From what the state's organizing. Yeah. And, I, and I thought I heard someone say they're going to be free. That's what I heard also. Um, I think it would be worth talking more about yeah. that later because it, it's going to be a great opportunity to get more comfortable with the machines Very cool. and the capabilities and your capability. I want to yeah. get I want to get my uh, chainsaw certification. Is what right gonna, on. Yeah. yeah, I really want that. Let's do that. Um, Power tools. Yeah, but but yeah, I mean, <laughs> bring bring your kids, bring your wife. They're teaching everybody. Everybody. Yep. Awesome. Solid. Okay. All right. Cool. Let's pay some Travis, bills. you're off the hook. Thanks, Travis. Right on. Thank you, guys. Bye. All right. So first up. We, I don't know if we do Rebel up front enough, but Rebel Off-Road, you have a great relationship with those guys. I mean, Trucky, you know what? It's so weird to just go right into paying the bills because that was such a rad episode. It really was. Yeah. I, I had a, I had I a had good time. such a good time. Like Super enjoyable. Learning stuff, talking about stuff, and just 
feeling like we're getting kind of back to the roots yeah. of why we did this yeah. and why like we're like the whole goal was to bring our podcast equipment to like the most remote bitching locations and you know the scent of mint and this flower it's like a sage it's actually kind of like it even looks like a sage it does it's like a sagey minty smell it's from a- these beautiful purple flowers i've taken pictures and they have these little lavender offshoots out of them it's just crazy yeah like the colors that you see out here if you just take a minute to 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 relax to quiet down to let it just be what it's supposed to be and so as soon as we're done with this podcast i'm going to uh have myself a beverage and really take in this uh this beautiful vista we have in front of us and just be thankful for these opportunities we get to have and that's what rick for dirt was supposed to do is supposed to bring that to you guys as well because uh not everybody has this access yep absolutely so let's thank let's thank all the people who allow us to do this awesome podcast and we promise we're going to try to get back to more of this yep do it up rebel off-road um you know bond evan the team everybody out there just such great supporters of what we do what the industry does what other groups do it's not like we talked about earlier in this podcast it's not always about you it's about the whole it's about the community and they have been you know <laughs> i don't know what you could say bad about them they've been so involved uh financially um even people wise, like just to be part of the industry, to make it out to even the smallest events, yeah. like our Rick for Dirt events, which aren't the biggest events, especially in San Diego. Like, but they'll come all the way out to San Diego just, just to be there for the. They're just part of the community. Few people who show up, yeah, and they're they're genuine. Yeah, and I think yeah. that's why that shop works so well. Yep, yep. You they know? put their money where their mouth is. That's for sure. They back it up. Oh, 100 percent. Which is awesome. And uh, uh, they also put their money where their mouth is with the parts that they make for the vehicles that they now support. Yeah. So they have a whole parts line that they're that they do. Yep, the Rebel Armor Division. Check them out. Good stuff. Yeah, really good stuff. So next up is our good friends over at MagnaFlow. Uh, MagnaFlow making those exhaust systems for your vehicles. Hi, Rich. Yep. (laughs) Hey, Rich. (laughs) And um, not just off-road. I mean, if they've got a full line of everything. And you know what? Um, It's funny. We have conversations with Rich and those guys all the time, and um, they don't always make it, obviously, onto the podcast. Uh, We can't talk about everything. Uh, But one of the things they talk about is a lot of the – the stuff that they make, the full line of stuff that they make, right? It's not just about off-road. It's not just about motorsports, right? I mean, even you'd be surprised at what your commuter could benefit from, right? Uh, from that company. So, well, we had a whole conversation about like, you know, when it comes to this off-road stuff, because even Rinch mentioned it. He's like, there is a big push, of course, for exhaust within the aftermarket speed kind of industry, right? Like four-wheel speed uh, cars that are traditionally lower. Um, sportier, uh, more muscle American, right? You know, but not necessarily in the off-road space. Yep, yep. So definitely, uh, you know, open your eyes a little bit, expand your horizons, check them out. There's definitely a lot more there than you may even be aware of, and there's a lot more benefit Did than you, I think you may even be aware of. Real quick, I mean, I wish. Oh God, not, so I do forget things. Um, <laughs> one of the things I wanted to bring up to to Travis, and maybe we'll try to remember to bring it up next time. Maybe even Brandon might have some insight. But, yeah. Um, trails getting shut down because of noise. Oh, okay. And, you know, uh, there are exhaust systems from Magnaflow you can purchase, like they're, uh, the one I originally had, which was the Rock Crawler exhaust. Um, very loud, very throaty. It gives you that, like, muscle sound. Yeah. That crawler sound, right? Uh, I've, switched, I've since changed. I went to the X-Mod. The X-Mod's a fully tunable uh, exhaust system, which yep. you can actually tune the notes to make the drone lower, to make the, the tone lower. Mm-hmm. And Magnaflow also has these kind of... Oh, that's that's so funny. It was my phone. Did you hear that? Uh, Magnaflow has these um, solutions that would actually quieter, like make your vehicle quieter while keeping your performance at a really solid level. Yeah, absolutely. There's there's tons of options, and I think the one thing that we always learn, or I've always learned every time I talk to Rich, is just the the depth. We tend to write off exhaust as just like, oh, it's just air passing through, or aesthetic, or, or aesthetic. Yeah, yeah like there's sound, just so yeah. much more. So take some time, check them out. Their website is hugely informative. Um, super easy to navigate. They've done a really good job. And if not, come to one of the events and talk to him. Rich shows up actually quite frequently. Rich is personally heavily yeah. invested. It yeah, he even, shows up quite frequently to, to the event. Doesn't even have anything really like necessarily to do with Magnaflow per se. It's like he just enjoys. Going he out. is very present. And yeah. also check out his build. It's pretty solid. His zero two. I yeah. hear that might be getting swapped out for yep. something. So I think so too. So that more guy. to come on that. I'm sure. Anyways, and then finally, we've got Milestar Tires. Um, you know, Milestar has always been such a great uh, supporter of mine. 
Uh, if Frank wasn't so well taken care of by his tire companies, <laughs> I'm sure Frank would be on them too. Definitely. But we both got Nothing lucky. But love. Yeah, we both got lucky with who we who we ended up with. And, you know, Milestar is very proactive in being involved in things like this, uh, within the community, cleanups, projects, uh, you know, even our summer camp event. They just, they Definitely. get they get headfirst into stuff uh, that's community driven. And uh, um, they, they've supported me. I've run their Milestar Patagonia MTO1s back when they were a 37 by 12 and a half. Great tire, really enjoyed it. Never had an issue. Um, I think I got a little ballsier when I went up to the 38 by 13 and a half with their MT2s. Uh, also a fantastic tire. I noticed they, uh, it's a different compound. Uh, it wears differently. It uh, it crawls a little differently once you get once you understand this tire it 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 becomes a whole different game it grips really well especially once it warms up a little and then you're able to like just kind of ease it up things that normally you'd be sliding off of um, great sidewall like all around solid tire super quiet on the street uh, I have had no complaints and since then um, they've also come out with their XTs which uh, a few of my friends who want a little bit of a more um, you know, uh, it's a it's a it's bridge like a tire. It's, it's like a, hybrid a hybrid tire between the all terrain and, and the, the off road. Yeah, yeah. And it and it gives you that. It's even quieter if you can believe it. I mean, the way that the tire runs on the MT2s, uh, the Patagonias, it runs on the Crown, so you get a almost like a street bike kind of quiet. It's surprisingly quiet because I I mean we rode in it for you hours. You air them obviously. up. You air them up. They dome out. Yeah. And you'd ride on the dome. You yeah, ride I mean, on the we crown. rode on them for hours on the way to Moab. It was and, great. And I think that was one of the first things I said to you when we were crossing <laughs> in, in the desert, like yeah. before in California, before we even left the state. I was like, this thing is a lot quieter. Yeah, especially <laughs> well, especially when you think about that one episode we did. was like, right. <laughs> Between the exhaust oh, and man. the tires, there yeah. was a lot going there on. There was an alignment issue there, too, so you can't fault the tires <laughs> I was on. But the tires I was on were, were really luggy. Yeah, they were They were, were a great luggy. crawling tire, yeah. just not a great street tire. Yeah. The Smilesters have, have been, and super happy to have them involved with the Rick Verdard stuff and uh, the events that we do. You can always find Martin from Milestar cooking on a grill if there's a grill around. Another person who's also very present. Yeah. Dude, so. that's well. That's the kind of people I'm starting to find that we're very that's, involved with. Yeah, I was gonna say that too. Is that if you look at what we're saying about like Rebel, um, Magnaflow, uh, Milestar, they're all very present in the community. They all give back. They're all involved, and they're good people. They're good people. They're not yeah. dicks. Yeah, yeah. We don't tend to really associate with dicks, <laughs> or at least we try. <laughs> or if we figure out they're dicks, then we move on. You know? Right. <laughs> <sighs> Anyways, buddy. Yeah, good, good one. Yeah, was, good one. I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as we did because this is solid. And it's I don't even want to get up. It's so gorgeous out here. It's like 74 degrees. And sunny. And beautiful. With beautiful clouds. Yeah. But sunny with clouds. Yeah. Yeah. It's gorgeous. So uh, don't forget to check us out at rigfordirt.com. Check us on the Instagrams and the all the ams and Facebooks. and you know, can, can I plug a couple a things real quick? faces and yeah, go for it. So there's two things. One, uh, by the time this episode comes out, you might start hearing about a little brand I've been involved with with a couple friends. It's called Fast Friends. Um, reach out on social. We're, we're not really giving away too much at, at the time, but you know, by the time I think this episode airs, uh, we should have some of our friends already uh, posting about it. Uh, including Frank. I got to get Frank on the program. Um, but I am also through that helping uh, with the summer camp shirts and, and what have you. So uh, we'll be talking about summer camp too. That's going to be coming up pretty soon in another month or so. Uh, we'll be doing podcasts out of there. That's going to be a really special yeah. trip. Uh, looking forward to that. Not putting this out there because I want you guys to feel like, oh, check out what we get to do. The, the point I'm trying to make is we're going to start opening this up a little bit uh, yep. come in the coming year. So in 2023, uh, be on the lookout. You've heard us talk about summer camp. You've probably been with us in some episodes uh, at summer camp, yep. uh, but you're finally going to get an opportunity to truly just be part of the experience that we've been talking about for so much. So absolutely, uh, stay tuned on that. Not a good plug. And uh, and the last and not least, uh, KCE has come in a big way uh, to support us um, in the past. They, you know, Alan was responsible for getting our equipment. Casey's always been a huge supporter in us. Uh, getting out there and adventuring. And a lot of the adventures that we went on were with KC as well. So I always want to make sure I put out that out there, like, you know, I've left the company since for a while now. It's been a, it's been a minute now. And, uh, you know, I went through some speed bumps, but the, the, the family was, it's family. And so, you know, when I say that word, when you hear us talk about that word, it's not just being said. It's, it's an honest, it's an honest impression of what exists. 
Within your family, there's times where your parents won't talk to you. You won't talk to your parents. You won't Siblings, talk to your sister. Your sister hates you. There's 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 gives and pulls, ebbs and flows. But it's you always, a true family. But you always find your way back. Dude, the amount of drama that went down in a small period of time, any other company. Dude, yeah. I've had less happen, and I lost a couple partners. Yeah, you always find your way back with something that's like that's, that's truly that, family. That's, yeah, that's that. That's that true of a bond. So I'm looking forward to camping with Randy, Alan, Andy. Uh, the entire group, who whoever wants to come from KC, this is your open invite to the things yep. that we do here at Valley Always. Anyways, dude, I think I'm sorry. I just <laughs> I felt so good about all this. Yeah. Everything's coming together. We're having such a great absolutely run man in life right now, and uh, can't wait to keep sharing it with you guys. Yeah. So check us out on Rickford.com. Like I was saying, all the you know social stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, don't forget to. There's some shirts on the website still. We'll yeah, some of those. Uh, we got a bunch of stickers. Uh, I think we have a few patches left too. We're we down do. to like the last like dozen or so. Yep. Uh, we got a few patches we left. Have, so we're get overdue those. on some new. We got to make some new stuff for yep. sure. Um, and I think we will here pretty soon once we kind of we've got our ducks in a row in a much better way, and we're kind of starting to make some uh, clear direction here. So mm-hmm. I love it. Love where we're going. Yep. Um, so, anyways, um, I'm Frank at Trucky McTruckface. I'm Ollie at Kate the Jeep. Thanks for listening, guys.